Welcome back to Freedom Fridays. In this episode of Freedom Fridays, we're going to talk about the situation surrounding the Christmas story. And yes, I understand, even though we celebrate it this time of year, it probably didn't happen in December, but that's irrelevant. Um, the main importance is that we are celebrating the incarnation of Christ and why he came and see our previous videos to discuss that. Today, we're going to focus in Luke chapter 2, the first seven verses of the situation surrounding the coming of the Messiah um, to the earth. Verse 1, Now in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. So we're going to pause there. In our first part of the situation surrounding the incarnation is this decree from Caesar Augustus that they needed a census. Now, some of your translations say that so that they would be taxed. That's an assumption um, that based on the census and probably a well-founded assumption. It, most of the times after censuses were taken, taxation followed shortly after. Um, that was a great reason as to why people took censuses, um, sometimes for military, sometimes uh, for taxation, and quite often for taxation. So either way, there's this decree by Caesar that it says all the inhabited earth. Now that was the known inhabited earth or the Roman Empire. Um, out, they had no right, obviously, to take a census of someone outside their empire. So the Roman Empire had a decree that they were going to take a census of everyone in the Roman Empire. And how they went about this is um, discussion. Um, but in this situation, in Israel, they already had the mechanism in place of the registration of your lineage. Remember, the Jewish nation kept very strict records on birth and deaths um, so that they would know what tribe you're from and who got married and married to someone inside or outside of the nation and were they pure and um, you know what tribe are are the the husband and the wife from and and such and so those records were very strictly kept and so inside the Jewish nation the the part of the census the the method of the census was go back to your um, ancestral home from the line that you are from. 
And that is why it says in verse 4, Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was on the house, of the house of, and family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But Joseph had to go to Bethlehem because his ancestral home was in Bethlehem because he was the um, the house and lineage of David. So since that was the city that David was from, that's the city that his um, descendants would come back to to register their um, life events uh, like marriage and birth and such to prove their lineage in not just from the line of David, but in the tribe of Judah. And so um, it was already set there, and the Romans used that to their advantage during this census, which makes perfect sense. And the, the scripture gives us even details as to what census this was. The first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. At one point, there was some um, people who said, well, Quirinius wasn't governor of Syria twice. He was only governor once, and that wasn't until AD 6. And so how could this happen at 6 AD? Um, it didn't. They, for, upon further research and further documents found that are ancient documents, come to find out the scripture is correct, which obviously we knew, and that Quirinius was actually governor in Syria twice. And there was an earlier governorship, and this was during the first governorship, and this is the first census taking while, taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. Uh, everyone is on their way to be registered. Some of your translations put that in the past that they had traveled, and it's actually not. Um, it's it's uh, Luke is trying to bring out the fact that this is a very busy time. There's lots of people traveling. There's lots of um, chaos going on because of the census. And because of everyone going back to, you just think, even just in Bethlehem, there had to be so many people since David, hundreds and hundreds of years previous to this. Remember, there was 400 years between the Old Testament and the New Testament. And there were hundreds of years between David and the end of the Old Testament. So there are a lot of families that have grown since then. And so there are a lot of people, just a ton of people going back to these ancestral homes. And um, this, the tribe of Judah and specifically the line of David is going back to Bethlehem and not just the line of David. There are other people that can tra to, um, track their lineage back to Bethlehem. David's family was not the only ones in Bethlehem at the time. Remember, it was still a, a, a town back then. So there are other families that traced their lineage back to Bethlehem, not just David. 
And so the Bethlehem is just swelling with people. And it's not that big of a town. And uh, especially in the region in Bethlehem and Ephrata um, that David was from, now has all of these people just swarming back. Um, used to live in a town that on the 4th of July, it would swell from being... Um, about 15,000 normal residents to about 250,000 people on the 4th of July for the fireworks, and it was just mass chaos. That's what's happening here in Bethlehem. There's just tons of people around, way more than normal, and it's, it's just wall-to-wall people. So then we come to... Verse 4, Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. Now, the translation there, engaged, is more of a modern word. They didn't have that. Remember, the betrothal was not an engagement that we have today. It was much different. Betrothal was a legal marriage. This should say married, and some of your translations do, um, who was married to him. If we go to Matthew um, and his account, we find that after Joseph was confronted with the angel, and in the dream that in chapter 1, verse 24, And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife, but kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. So the indication here is that Joseph went through with the wedding and they weren't engaged. They weren't betrothed on the way. She wouldn't have been traveling with him. That was, that was unheard of for her to be traveling with him and his family than to be traveling with her family unless they had completed the marriage. And the indication in Matthew chapter 1 is that, yes, Joseph did complete the marriage other than the consummation until after the the consummation was after the birth but the rest of the marriage ceremony took place and he took her as his wife and now she is being registered with him along with him verse 5 and that can only happen if she's his wife and of course we do know from Luke's account, that Mary's line also was the line of David, so she would have had to go back there anyway, but now that she is his wife, it's, an, it's irrelevant because she's, she's registering as his wife. And so the, the translation engagement is, is unfortunate. It's, it's actually that she was married to him and was with child. Um, so now they're going back to Bethlehem. All of them are going back to Bethlehem. Verse 6, while they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son 
And she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And that whole section is just, um, I guess, pun intended, pregnant with with information and details that um, that we can draw out of there. So it's time for her to give birth. She's she's now in a in a, a foreign town, not foreign as in different country, but as in this isn't home. And now she's ready to give birth. And it says she gave birth to her firstborn son. Firstborn son. The indication in Luke's choice of words here that he is the firstborn son is that there were others after Jesus. Remember, Luke did not do his research at the time when Jesus was being born. Luke did his research after the resurrection and probably after the ascension of Jesus. And so he's looking back at this and saying, this son, Jesus, was Mary's firstborn, meaning she also had a secondborn and possibly third, fourth, and fifth born. And that's borne out by the scriptures when we find later on that it talks about his mother and brothers seeking him. And so there's just this other indication here that he's the first of a family and that there were others that Mary had with Joseph. Of course, Jesus was just Mary, not Joseph. Um, and the Holy Spirit. So she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in cloths, or some translations, swaddling cloths. And swaddling is a type of thing that you do to a baby. It's kind of like cuddling or, or holding them close. Um, it helps to, for the transfer of heat and to keep them nice and warm and comfortable, especially um, outside where they were since there was no room in the normal rooms. And laid him, it says, in a manger or in a feed trough. And um, why is it that she was laying him in a feed trough? Because there was no room, it says, for them in the inn. Now that Greek word is katalumati, and some have surmised that that the because that is a the root of that word is kataluma that it was that there was no room in the kataluma um and we're going to take a look at some um experts opinions on that um an expert opinion um on that from a, a greek scholar in just a moment but um, the, the thought is kataluma is the word for the upper room. It is the word that is used in the scriptures when Jesus, when having the Passover or what we call the Last Supper now, asked his disciples to go into the town and find uh, you know, follow somebody and then ask the master of the house where his kataluma was, or guest room or upper room, that he could eat the Passover with his disciples. 
So some people have said because she was a pregnant woman and this would have been unheard of for the family to leave a pregnant woman out in the cold, that there was no room in the Cataluma, and so she got the downstairs room, not the upstairs room, which is um, where they would also keep their um, donkeys and such, as it wasn't outside in a separate barn as we have today, but in the downstairs. And that is plausible. However, here is a uh, write-up on this from a uh, Greek scholar. This is uh, the In the Inn, or uh, Ento Katalumati. Only here, uh, Luke and Mark, on, uh, he says to see his notes on those, in both these passages is re rendered guest chamber, which can hardly be the meaning here as some have maintained. In that case, the expression would be, they found no kataluma, guest chamber. The word refers to the ordinary khan. The katalumati is the ordinary khan or caravansary. Uh, or, as Tyndall would say, the hostery. Or, as we would say today, a hostel. It says, a, a Syrian khan is a fort and a mart. A refuge from thieves, a shelter from the heat and dust, a place where a man and his beast may lodge, where a trader may sell his wares, and a pilgrim may uh, slake his thirst. Where built, uh, they were built by a great. If it were built by a great sheik, it would have a high wall, an inner court, a range of arches and luans, an open gallery round the four sides, and in many cases a tower from which the watcher might decry the approach of marauding bands. On one side of the square, uh, um, but outside the wall, there is often a huddle of sheds set apart from the main edifice as stables for the donkeys and camels and buffaloes and goats. In the center of the Khan springs a fountain of water, the first necessity of an Arab's life, and around the jets and troughs in which the limpid element streams lies the gay and picturesque litter of the East. Camels waited to be unloaded, dogs quarrel for a bone, Bedouin uh, from the desert, their, their red zanars choked and with, with pistols are at prayer. Uh, in the archways squat the merchants and their bales of goods, etc. And so he gives a detail, and that mostly that description comes from Hepworth Dixon, the Holy Land. But his point is that the Catalumity is not the Cataluma, that it is not the guest chamber, that uh, he says it can hardly be the meaning here as some have maintained. So if we take a look, what is a con from the um, Encyclopedia Britannica? It says the type of inn once found in the Middle East and parts of North Africa and Central Asia that effectively functioned as a trading center and hostel. A square courtyard was surrounded by rows of connected lodging rooms, usually on two levels and arcaded. 
Although some stable space was provided, the con was intended primarily for people, providing uh, food as well as shelter for travelers and traders. Um, they would have to purchase that. Um, uh, the earliest extent cons found in Syria dated to the Umayyad period in the 16th century under Ottoman rule, cons became one feature of a larger complex that could include a mosque, a fortress, a bath, and other amenities. Although cons are often confused with caravansaries, a public building used for sheltering caravans and other tra travelers, cons were much smaller than caravansaries and were built within towns rather than on the outskirts. Modern motels and motor inns may be considered descendants of the Khan and attest to the success of the design with their easy access to rooms and storage space for transport. So this was probably inside Bethlehem and it was probably a, a Khan type thing where there's a lot of different, like a motel, a lot of different rooms and there's a place to have your animals and that place by the animals because there's no room in the rooms because as we already stated uh, it's wall-to-wall -wall people in Bethlehem it's wall-to-wall -wall people in all of the Judean cities and so now because there's no room they may have gotten there a little late or something they have to stay by the stable and so that is where that is the surrounding of what's happening during this birth Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week on Freedom Fridays.